1: Blessings and peace, everyone. Peace and blessings. Thank you so much for joining me on a peaceful moment. Today, we got a really special show for you guys. This episode was actually recorded way back last year, October. But because I had to record this episode on my phone, and after we were finished done recording, my phone died. So I was pretty sure that all the content from this episode was destroyed. But guess what? It was still stored locally on my phone. So thank the God above that we still have this amazing episode. But before we get into this beautiful episode, let me fill you guys in on last week's headlines. As of January 7th, 2021, seven days into the brand new year, we have already had two members of Donald Trump's cabinet to resign, Mrs. Elaine Chao, the Transportation Secretary of the United States and my favorite Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos resigned can you guys believe it you know how long I wanted her to be out of that chair if there's one person I would love to drop kick it's Betsy DeVos Betsy I hope you enjoy the rest of your life have an amazing time not messing up our education Thank you so much for quitting because you were really trying to politicize and trying to privatize public schools. Why are you doing that, sis? Get your life together. Thank you. As of January 11th, President Donald Trump approves the District of Columbia for their state of emergency. This state of emergency will last from January 11th all the way to January 24th, surpassing the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. Also in news, CNN reported on January 8th that U.S. employers cut 140,000 jobs in December. According to the latest job reports, women, and only women, accounted for almost 156,000 jobs lost in December, while men gained 16,000 jobs. And it's getting really tiring and it's getting really frustrating to see that these companies that we support, that we give our money to, still don't care about us. If that doesn't speak to what's going on and how we treat our ladies in America, I don't know what does. But like I always say, the sun will find us all eventually. And lastly, in some good news, the FBI is on an active watch for any rioters, any insurgents that stormed the Capitol. So that weird buddy with the horns and the the, the fur coat and the tattoos and stuff, he's been arrested. Buddy that was at Nancy Pelosi's office and he stole her mail, He's been arrested. Buddy that was walking out with Nancy Pelosi's um podium. Buddy got arrested. If that's one thing America can do, we're going to take your ass to jail. <laughs> we might not take care of our poor, our homeless and our sick, but one thing we're going to do is take your ass to jail. You can depend on that. You can't give you free college, but we can take your ass to jail. With that being said, you guys take care of yourselves and enjoy the show. So sit back, relax, happy baseball. Good afternoon, Kristen. How are you? Are you well?
0: I'm okay. Doing you doing better. okay,
1: good doing better than usual. So me and my good friend, Kristen, this is one of my biggest role dolls. We've been doing the thing since 10th grade. And today, my good friend, Kristen, is here to show and tell her experience with- What?
0: Anxiety. So
1: before we get started, Kristen, go ahead and plug yourself. Tell me all your social medias, anything that you got going on right now.
0: Well, my social medias are, it's all the same off of Instagram, Twitter, um, but not Facebook. But on Instagram and Twitter, it's at ChrissyWalk320. I don't really got nothing much going to promote, to sell or anything. But support black-owned
1: businesses. Period. Yeah. Just like, like so, like that. Yeah. Alrighty, Kristen. Can you pinpoint exactly when your anxiety blossomed?
0: Well, I felt like um, I dealt with anxiety when I was younger, but didn't really. No, it was anxiety, mm-hmm. but necessarily, it I guess you could say, it really peaked around um, that mid-high school year, around probably sophomore junior year, and then going straight into college. That's when I know, like that, oh, really
1: hit. Plug your alma mater.
0: I don't want to do that. Plug I,
1: your alma mater.
0: No, nah, they don't need to know all of that. It's okay.
1: Plug your alma mater.
0: And you know, shout out to the Bengals. Good time for the Bengals. One time for Piper. <laughs> Besides Piper, you know, one time for FAMU. What? You know, that's my school, Florida Agricultural Period. and Mechanical Period. University. <laughs> the birthday was yesterday, October 3rd,
1: 1887.
0: What? Exactly. You know. But enough about, you know, those alma maters. But, yeah, that's that's when it kind of started around those times. And mm-hmm. that's when a lot of stuff started to happen. I started to find myself more. And, yeah, it's, it was a journey, definitely a journey. It's still a journey, because exactly. I still deal with it till this day, every day. But it's a process. It's never, uh, it's never like a one straight road. You know, there's exactly in moments where it does end, but then it does pick back up.
1: Oh, of course. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And the thing about anxiety, like it never gets better. It it never yeah. gets better. It's it's an uphill battle every single day. Because yeah. it gets easier to manage, and you find different ways to cope, and you like, you can find somebody to talk to to talk about it with. Mm-hmm. But that feeling in your stomach never goes away, and that like that, that shaking of your hands, and those intrusive thoughts—what if this happens? Those what if that happens? Those
0: intrusive thoughts—they're bad. This so <laughs> real and so like make you believe it's reality that mm-hmm. it, it takes over everything, it takes over your whole mind. Exactly. But that's why you gotta have you know different coping mechanisms people around to make sure you know that they check up on you make sure you're okay in a healthy mind state and know that they're there for you also but also for you what makes you feel better and not think of those intrusive thoughts and what strays you away from thinking that
1: type of way mm-hmm. does your anxiety manifest externally or internally?
0: i want to say it definitely um manifests internally mm-hmm. because i'm an overthinker i'll overthink almost everything you could think of <laughs> Uh, so, it's definitely internally, but external factors do play a part, too. hmm But it's, it's like control. It's like sometimes I like to be in control of things, mm-hmm. but some things some th- are, are out of my control, basically. But that's
1: very normal, though, because a lot of people with uh, anxiety issues do have problems with control. Yeah. Like me. If I'm going somewhere with somebody, I need to know where we're going, when we're going. Like, I need to know every single detail before I step out of my house. Yeah. To avoid anxiety, and sometimes that like it's really hard on relationships for me because I need to know, and me not knowing gives me anxiety. Yeah. And so when I leave the house, I'm already anxious. You know. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So what are like your um, your internal manifestations? You already said the intrusive thoughts, and you said uh, overthinking. Is there anything else? Uh,
0: it's self-loathing, definitely. Oh, felt that. Um, way. it kind of goes into depression a little, where I think you know I'm not doing anything good I'm not doing anything benefiting anybody in the world Mm -hmm. or just not even doing anything for myself it's like those type of things it gets to me and makes me think negatively where I before yes when I was younger I used to have suicidal suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. a lot and um it definitely was an issue and I didn't know how to deal with it until I had basically my lifeline who I called Julian He helped me out that one time when I was really down in the dumps going through it. And he was there. And then another time where you, Jordan, was there for Mm -hmm. me when I was dealing with my own family situation. Those were both bad times in my life. But I had them there. I had you guys there and answered, thankfully, to be there and help me through that moment. Say, it's not the end. This is not it. You know, There's more to life. There's more to look for. There's more hope there's faith you you gotta have those things
1: something to ground you yes exactly i feel you is there any uh external manifestations like shaky hands sweating
0: oh yeah definitely so i look around a lot like i do sense of looking around so it looks like i'm nervous Mm -hmm. but i'm not i sweat a lot in my hands i talk a lot or i stagger or um
1: What's to you stumble over your words?
0: Yes, I stumble mm. over my words a lot. Sometimes I can't pronounce my words properly because of my speech impediment, due to my anxiety. Period. And um, what's we going on? I just be moving weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just move weird, it, and once someone come to buy, I move weird. So, you know, it's it's not that much external, but it's, it's internal that could lead to external, mm-hmm. where it would show that I'm anxious and go through it. And a lot of people say they can hear it throughout my voice when i'm anxious and my attitude and how my face looks sometimes i may look upset and they say oh what's going on and then you know i, I tell them what's going on
1: for me i don't have a lot of external manifestations like really? it's not a lot so when i'm anxious a lot of people don't know because like i have this face you know they have um what do they call uh, rbf
0: oh rest and bitch face yeah i
1: have that so when i'm anxious you, you can't tell Because I, like, I use my face as, like, that mask. Mm -hmm. When I'm anxious, I don't shake. I do shake. Only if it's really, really bad. Mm -hmm. If it's, like, I'm extremely anxious, I'm extremely nervous, I'll shake. But there's not a lot of uh, external manifestations. And that's the scariest part about it. Because I didn't know what I was feeling was anxiety until, like, high school. Because I've always Mm -hmm. had anxiety. Like, it was always there, you know. Like, that thing was always knocking at the back Mm -hmm. door. But I didn't know what it was because there was never any. It never showed itself. You it wasn't as
0: like prevalent.
1: Exactly. It was always just like the in like internal.
0: Yeah.
1: The intrusive thought, the fear. Yeah. Like um, the fear really gets to. The different. fear, like uh, everything, getting brighter. Because you got to mm-hmm. remember, like anxiety is your flight, or f- your fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's your biological response to very normal things, mm-hmm. but our body doesn't know that these are normal things. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like, it's abnormal to the body, but it's, it's natural for the mind.
1: Exactly. So, like, when you're worrying about, like, um, oh, my phone bill is due next week and I don't know how to pay it, your body's like, oh, my God, I think there's a tiger behind this tree. <laughs> that's what that's the association. Because our body was never built to pay bills and, like, have interpersonal relationships. We was ne- Our bodies weren't built to, like, you know, get into car accidents. Our bodies weren't built to, like, face the challenges of the modern world. You feel me?
0: But it's like natural things that happen throughout the world that is out of control that we don't know how to handle mm-hmm. those type of situations once we get into it. But once we get into it, it's that like we have to use logical thinking at that point to be able to get out that situation or to resolve that issue. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to learn. You have to be more logical about things. That's what really could, you know, lower down your anxiety, thinking more logically about things and understanding and the reasoning behind things before you even start to overthink and start going based off of emotions. I know for myself, I know I go off based off my emotion a lot mm-hmm. because I'm just an emotional person. I, I associate my emotions with almost everything, which is not a good thing, but at least I know how I feel in that time being. But I need to logically think about what's going on So I won't overuse my feelings to have a bad or negative outcome. Mm
1: -hmm. Because, like, the worst part about um, having anxiety is, like, you go into, uh, not defensive mode, what is it? Self-preservation mode. Mm. Self-preservation, like, that's my biggest downfall. I always try to protect myself from anxiety, try to protect myself from getting angry, try to protect myself from being depressed. But in the process of me trying to protect myself i'm really just hurting myself yeah because i'm limiting my experiences you know what i'm saying i'm limiting myself to only things that i'm staying in my comfort zone because i'm afraid that the thing beyond my comfort zone will trigger my anxiety and i have to go back to how i felt in middle school mm-hmm. you know it'll put me back in a place like where i was in high school being scared at being that scared little boy in the, in the yeah, hallway you know yeah that is that's it's terrifying
0: I mean, I would definitely have to say once you go through a traumatic experience or a traumatic situation in your life where your anxiety's on ten, everything's on ten. Period. And you'd be able to overcome that. You kinda appreciate and learn that experience. Mm. When I say appreciate and learn, I say you appreciate it because you overcame it mm. and now you better and you know the precautions towards it now. Or you know what to expect, and I say you learn because you learn your mistakes, appreciation and sense of you know it's good, everything's gonna be all right, you know i was just tripping learning all oh, that have you been through and you' grow to the next stage that's why I kind of want like as an inspiration, I wanted to always get, oh, get a tattoo, so mm-hmm. I wanted to get a tattoo of the evolution of a butterfly because you you're always evolving into our newer you. You evolving to you become the beautiful butterfly. Mm-hmm,
1: the metamorphosis.
0: Yes. So and, and through all the traumatic experience I've been through, I definitely appreciate them because it built me into who I am right now. Mm-hmm. It built me into a stronger person, more vocal person than I ever was before to express myself more than ever before. I may say I'm emotional, but I never expressed it because I always put others' feelings or. You know themselves before my own but I learned I can't always do that I can't always be there for other people sometimes exactly. and it's the same sometimes my friends can't always be there for me and that's okay because we all go through our own battles it's just we sometimes need to help a hang out or sometimes we just gotta go through it on our own it depends it just happens
1: that's that experiential loving that tough love mm-hmm. you got to get through that by yourself. I know you need my help. I know I've been there for you before, but listen, the way this is working out, we can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. And that's really scary. It's really interesting that you brought up the, like, the butterfly, because the last, uh, the last episode she was talking about this is my butterfly stage I'm trying to become a butterfly (laughs) uh, butterflies
0: are a good representation of life because mm -hmm. you know they look beautiful and you know they're you know just flying around and and just seeing how they grew into what they became from like a caterpillar to a beautiful butterfly Mm -hmm. it's like a whole process and throughout that process yes, I mean there are a lot where they try to get eaten Mm -hmm. or destroyed you know burned from natural fires who knows But they overcame all that stuff and still bloom into a beautiful butterfly.
1: What's really crazy about like the whole butterfly thing is that they go through a lot. They go through a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. So when the caterpillar caterpillar comes out of its egg, its first mission in life is to eat. Mm -hmm. That's their first thing they do. They don't care about being safe. They don't care about nothing else. They don't care about finding a home. They don't care about taxes, no mortgage. They think about, I need to eat. (laughs) They eat. And they get fat, and they grow up to three hundred times their size, mm-hmm. and like in that, in, that, um, in that, that first stage of life, that caterpillar stage, they grow three hundred times their size, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't know why they're eating so much.
0: But they need it to survive.
1: They know they don't well. They know they need to eat. Mm-hmm. They don't know why their drive to eat is so strong. Okay. They're being driven to eat and eat and eat and eat, and then all of a sudden one day. They have this this urge this feeling inside of them to stop moving you feel me mm-hmm. they f- they have this like this this i say calling they have this like this instinct to stop moving the
0: sixth sense like yeah the sense.
1: just to stop I, moving I, now have you been traveling from plant to plant to plant to plant your your entire life and now one day you have to stop moving, you have to stop doing what you know to do. You have to stop eating. And now you have to go inside of this like this cocoon. You have to go inside of this uh this chrysalis mm-hmm. and be away from the entire world. And inside of that chrysalis, they're not just like turning into a butterfly. Their bodies break down, you know? Mm-hmm. Their entire bodies break down. They turn into like this soup. And they don't know what's going on to them, you know? This whole this whole beautiful experience that we see we have no clue what they feel you know
0: yeah that's true
1: that's true and like then they become a butterfly and we see this beautiful butterfly this big blue morpho butterfly with iridescent blue wings but you know when butterflies um when they when they um when they they become butterflies Mm -hmm. they uh they lose their mouths i didn't know that yeah they only have a proboscis the only thing they can drink is nectar when butterflies become butterflies, when they, like when they metamorphosize, they lose um they lose their mouths. They lose basically they lose their entire way of life. Mm-hmm. They have to learn how to fly. They have new predators to face. They have all these different things. They are yeah. a new creature, but the problems are still the same. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm getting at too? Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Because it's just like us, like we become new, we become stronger, but the problems we face don't get easier.
0: It becomes harder.
1: They become harder. We just get better adapted to face them. You feel what I'm saying?
0: And that that leads back to why you should appreciate what you've been through before, because of how you grew from that experience. Mm -hmm. And the stronger you become, of course the obstacles, the trials become harder, but now you know how to face them better.
1: Better strategies it works it's really really tough mm-hmm. it's really tough but we just see this beautiful butterfly and we're like oh my god I can't wait to become a butterfly but do you know the price of becoming that butterfly do you know the price of yes do you know the price of that stuff no but we don't know the price so we just want to be in that next thing and like anxiety holds us back
0: yeah, Of
1: course we should say yes Of course we should get in there But then we we learn like Oh what what is going to cost You know like we are like Oh I like them shoes You see the price You're like do I really need them shoes yeah. You know what I'm saying It's just like that. like that That's our anxiety That's what anxiety does for our lives And we gotta stop We gotta look at that price tag And be like I'm still gonna buy these shoes Because I like them. I'm still gonna become a butterfly Because that's my next stage in life I don't have a choice we like can. That. You see what I'm yeah, saying like I'm that. talking right <laughs> I kind of butchered it though but I'm talking. I like. And it. last thing, how did you? How do you cope? So uh, wait, wait. So I mm-hmm. want like a compare and contrast thing. How did you cope before, and how do you cope now? Life progression type.
0: Oh, uh, that's kind of rough because mm-hmm. before I didn't really have a stable coping mechanism, mm-hmm. um, or I guess a good one I would say. Um, the ways I thought helped me cope was just being silent or just keeping all. How I felt in. And that actually destroyed myself even more because of the perceptions I thought. And the assumptions that I made that I thought other people were thinking. Mm -hmm. But I was totally wrong because I never really spoke out about how I felt. Nor have I asked them. You know, how do you really feel? That's called projecting. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. guess I've been doing that since before. But now what I do... um, Basically, I realize... How my anxiety starts. And so when I realize I'm about to have an anxiety moment or attack or whatever, I want to say anxiety attack. Because that's, Episode. That's serious. That's that's a real one. But when I have like a moment where my anxiety is high. I try to go to my safe spots. I like going to the beach. Mm-hmm. I like going to the park. Mm. If I can't go to those places, I just go outside. I like nature. I like going outside. I just like seeing the sun, even though I don't like being in the sun that much, I like going outside feeling the air, feeling the wind and just sitting there and be able to meditate and when I meditate, I don't really like, you know do what people think meditation is and like say a whole bunch of words or do like a yoga type of infused meditation, I just sit there and let my mind run wild and then, it's like the second voice in my head that comes in and helps me understand everything and then i get calm. Mm-hmm. especially works best when i'm at the beach because the the sound of the waves feeling the wind it helps along it soothes me down calls me and helps me think logically more than emotionally and be able to say okay what's the real issue
1: How oh so for you it's like a sensory thing
0: yes Oh. Yeah. It's like it,
1: a sensory thing.
0: It definitely sucks. <laughs> it sucks like
1: hell. So. so like when you're anxious you don't you don't like you try to avoid loud sounds, bright lights, um in
0: a sense I just try to go to a calming environment that I like or a place I like to go to stay calm. Like I like to stay in my room but I don't like staying inside. I like to be outside so I just go to the park, to the beach, or just an area where I know it's yeah, I guess not that noisy. If I hear a bunch of noise, I get nervous, start to panic, and start getting paranoid. And that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not what I'm trying we to do. We love on. paranoia. No, we
1: That's don't. that good stuff. Paranoia?
0: What? I'd rather not be paranoid in any situation. I just want to feel safe so I can be able to process and think mm-hmm. of what's going in my mind, what's going on. So I can, you know, really come back and go, like, okay, this is what you got to do. This is what's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen like this, then it's okay and it's fine so it's like it's me trying to come to terms and acceptance to certain things Mm. that's what I do when I try to meditate instead of meditation I try to talk to friends who I really care and deeply trust like all my friends know I have a special place in my heart for them Mm -hmm. everyone knows that they know I care about them which is true which I try to check up on them when I can if I can Even so, sometimes I do be failing. I try my best. And I just, like, my friends help me along in my life journey. They help me build who I am, too, because they seen what I go through. They know me for me and not as a facade or me trying to pull off something. They Mm -hmm. know everything about me, so I have nothing to hide. So it's like I could trust them with anything. I could trust them. And I, they, I feel like they can trust me too because it's just that form of bond we make as a friendship. Got you. So, along with meditation friends, um, I don't know, I, I do try to speak to my mom, and my parents here and there, but that's the whole sticky situation on its own.
1: Mm, sure, that's okay.
0: But really, those three things, that's what I try to do as a cope. But if that doesn't help, and I know I need some real help, then I try to go see somebody, like a specialist, a therapist, anybody, to really see how I can really assess these issues better than how I already am. Mm -hmm.
1: Which is extremely true because, like, even for me, I'm probably one of the most, like, level-headed, peaceful people. I'm probably, like, the funniest person you'll ever meet. But when my anxiety starts, it starts kicking, I become a whole different animal. Mm. I can't talk. Like, I get silent. I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. I'm irritated. Yeah. Um. I get like pissy. I get like antsy. Like, it's it's bad. And it's like, it's so crazy because I, I know what I'm like. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And so when I become anxious, it like, it ruins my perception of myself. And I'm like, so who really am I? Yeah. Am I really a scared little boy? Or am I like this person that I've like. That I that I want to be,
0: yeah.
1: Am I the person that I've grew? If I am, am I the person that I've grown to be, the person I tried to mold and shape myself to be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or am I still a little scared little boy? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's like I do Ooh, that to myself too. Child. I compare to a time to how I am now to the time of me still being that shy little girl that everybody thinks I am. Mm-hmm. In actuality, I'm just like if you really get to know me, I'm kind of like an extro. <laughs> Extroverted homebody.
1: Got you. So I, I,
0: it's like I like to go out, but I like to stay home too. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, with this case, it's like, am I still back to being silent and keeping all my emotions, all my thoughts into myself, or should I just express myself and be free and be able to live freely of like how I want to be? What and if and I be told you it was both? If it was both.
1: What if I told you it was both? You, you are still a scared little girl.
0: Down. But the at the same thing?
1: time. But at the same time, you make a conscious decision if you want to be that little girl in the moment. And that's on the game.
0: I, I see that. I <laughs> see that. I do. It's just, I want to get fully out of that though. But it's because I'm so worried about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And I try not to. I really try not to anymore because I shouldn't care what people think. But it's, it's like the underlining thought. Mm-hmm. And so with that underlying thought, I don't want it, people to see me as a certain way that's negative I'm just like no I'm actually a cool person I just care a lot <laughs> I care too
1: much but it's like the question that you're asking yourself like it's like when you write on a piece of you know those those really bad pencils in uh, elementary school the pencils with the white erasers like you would write something and you try to erase it and like it doesn't erase it just smudges
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's the question you're asking yourself like you wrote it down you answered it
0: mm-hmm.
1: you said no you try to erase it but it's still smudged in your memory. you it's feel in my life yeah. you could get a new eraser, but it all depends. You just got to make that conscious decision like I don't want I don't want do that anymore no you're still gonna be scared, you're still gonna be anxious you just gotta still step out there like my therapist told me she's like you have to honor that process you have to like when you get nervous and scared you should be, you should honor that because your body is still working towards you. Mm-hmm. Your body is still helping you like feel something, you know. Because what if we didn't have anxiety? Like, what if we didn't have that? We'll just be out here doing anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anything. Mm -hmm. We'll be out here just like, no shame. But our anxiety is is helpful. But when we try to fight our anxiety, when we try to go against the grain of our anxiety, then that's when it gets bad. That's when we get, like, those intrusive thoughts. Because, like, the thing about intrusive thoughts is they don't mean anything. You ever be, like, see a picture... Of like a person like on a ledge, you'd be like jump. <laughs> or like I'll be at like top of a building, I'll be like, I should just jump right now. It ain't nothing gonna happen.
0: Nah, sometimes I really get intrusive thoughts about driving, go like maybe I should just swerve over to the yeah. Wall.
1: <laughs> Let me just hit the back of the car real quick. And you know for a fact you would never do that. Yeah. So if you just take it as that, like I ain't gonna do that. If you just take it like that, that's good. But if you think to yourself like, Am I really capable of doing that? No, you're not gonna run into the back of this car. You're not gonna yeah. do that what like and then you try to like push them down you have to accept them open arms like this is the crazy part of my brain this is the crazy part of who i am Mm -hmm. this is me i did say that Mm -hmm. am i gonna act on that no because who is out here just running the back of cars because they had an impulsive thought child
0: please I wish to find that person. Because I want to ask that question. Like, what made you really want to do that? <laughs> <What> <laughs> really
1: want to do that? Like, are you okay? <laughs> Is everything okay at home? Let me get your insurance, though. Because I do want to help you, but I need my car fixed. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. It's kind of crazy. So, the way I cope, um, I like to walk. Um, and now I learned about this thing. That's why I was searching this up. It's called um, EMDR therapy. Eye movement desensitization. Desensitize, oh eye movement desensitization and reprocessing and it's like using the left and your right side of your brain i really don't understand it but it does work so um you ever be like trying to figure out something in your head and you start walking and like it becomes clear to you all of a sudden or you ever be on the phone with somebody and you start um you start walking Mm -hmm. and the conversation goes on for like ever
0: yeah
1: that's what this is that using the left and right side of your brain together, like in a different way,
0: mm.
1: it helps you. So I thought I used to think like, oh, I like to walk when I'm when I'm anxious, but actually, it's a form of therapy. So uh, I can either walk, or I go like this. I like I clench, like one fist at a time, or I like I'll pat myself. You know, I try to baby myself because, like, th- in the moment when you're anxious like you really get transformed into like a baby like state you feel me mm-hmm. you really feel like a baby you feel so out of control of everything mm-hmm. so like I try to baby myself I'd, I'd be like Jordan what's wrong are you okay and I'm like why are you feeling like this what happened and I, I literally talk to myself like a baby because yeah. that's what you have to do like that's what I don't know about anybody else but that's what I have to do I have to baby myself no, like right. what's wrong Yeah. what happened why did so I'll no, be like this is how the conferences go what's wrong and I'll be like, I'm just so tired. People treat me like this, and then mm-hmm. I'll be like, so why did that upset you?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, it's mm-hmm. like that second thought, that second voice in your head. That's you actually like, that's why I feel like it is, and it helps a lot because it, does. it, it makes you think more clear than and really assess everything going down mm-hmm. in that issue. So,
1: because like when you're a kid and you having a tantrum. Like, the best thing your parent could do is talk to you and try to help you figure out what's going on. Like, what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great thing to have. But now, I'm a big, grown, huge human. I can't do that no more. I can't expect somebody. I can't have somebody that's obligated to ask me what's going on at 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Somebody who's going to be there at, like, 1 p.m. when I'm having a, uh anxiety attack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I had to learn how to... How to baby myself
0: Yeah You really
1: Yeah So I do The walk in I baby myself Like you said Meditation Meditation really really helps
0: Yeah Um, I implore everybody To try meditation Because it really helps Just to Make you at ease Mm -hmm. About Even if you're not even Going through something But you just feel like Stuck Or like Stiff It just Meditation Helps a lot and yoga, I love me some yoga.
1: But you know, what I'm saying? and uh, I try deep breathing because I have um, I have asthma. Mm-hmm. So when my anxiety acts up, I guess like the stress hormones or something, they do something in my lungs, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can't breathe. So I like I try to open my lungs up really, really big, and I try to breathe out everything. And this might sound crazy, but I literally can feel like the stress chemicals coming out of my breath. I don't know. Hundred percent. When I get anxious, my stomach. Burns. Like it burns. It feels like heartburn. That's how bad it is. Yikes. When I get anxious, like it's ridiculous, bro. It's just the worst experience. And now I'm so glad that I've like I've grown into a person that can like manage it. Like I said, it's hard every single day. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a it's a battle every day. But I can really say I understand it now. Mm-hmm. I can't stop it. I can't do anything to lessen it, but I know what not to do. Yeah. Do you but, have any advice for anybody who is currently dealing with anxiety?
0: I mean we all go through it, so and only for what I experienced and learned for myself and what could give as advice to everybody out there, it's just take it day by day. Don't try to rush things, don't try to overthink or assume things. Take it at ease. When the opportunity or the situation presents itself, see what it's about first. And don't react or retaliate, but try to understand and comprehend exactly. and then respond to them. That's the best way I could see